you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Which Police Radio. I'm here with someone who is... um, you haven't been on the show before, but I, I know you've been in a lot of projects kind of over the years, and we're going to talk about one in particular, but I think maybe the best way to kind of get this started is if you want to introduce yourself and maybe give a bit of background about what you've done musically. Um, I mean, obviously here in Winnipeg, uh, over the years, you don't have to name everything. I know you've had a, a few bands, but some of the high, high points, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, my name is Rob Rogers. Uh, I am currently in a band called Yelverton Undertow. Um I uh, am from Newfoundland. I moved here in 2001 and joined Paper Moon. Right. Um, and then was in Paper Moon forever. And then September West after that. Uh, then I guess I'm still in a band called Yo Yodi. Um, and, but, you know, Yelverton Undertow is kind of my main recording project. Yeah. Right and Yelverton Undertow is what, what we're going to talk about for the most part uh, yeah. today too. But I, I guess like for background on that on that album, my my um, familiarity with that project is that it was recommended to me um, kind of randomly. I checked it out, I liked it, I ordered the tape, and I, I take it I was one of the few people who did, which is great. I'm happy to yeah. be uh, <laughs> happy to support. But the the project has has kind of a. Um, um, cross-country vibe to it in that it's two of you and you're not both in the same city, right? So what's the, what's the origin uh, of Yelverton Undertow? Uh, so in Newfoundland, I was in a band with a guy called Matt Thompson uh, called Racing, Racing Turtles. Um, and there was me and Matt and Justin, um, Justin Avery. And then after I left, uh, Matt and Justin kept going. Um, I moved here to Winnipeg uh, in 2001. Yeah. Um, Matt kept going. He was in Montreal for a bit with other bands. And then uh, we would, you know, meet up when I was touring through with Paper Moon. Um, and then uh, we didn't really play together. We kept, we kept talking about maybe playing together. He had done a thing. Have you heard of the RPM challenge? Yes. It sounds familiar. Yeah. It's a once, uh, once a year in February. Um, it's kind of just make whatever music you want in the month of February. Right. You know, you can write it and uh, record it and do everything uh, just in that month. He had done it with his band at the time. They were called uh, Open Fields. Um, and then, you know, he was like, like, maybe, you know, we could do something together online. Um, I ended up doing one by myself. Uh, I say by myself, but I had a bunch of friends come in on it. Um, and then 
uh, when the pandemic hit, uh, we were both home. He works in film and television and sound. Um, so he was home like proper. He had yeah. nothing to do. Uh, so that's when he was like, you know, let's actually do this. Um, and I was working from home, so I had a lot more time. Um, and so we did the first album in that February of 2020. Um, and then, you know, he had some other stuff to do with other projects. And then we got back together, I think, again in February. But we, we decided we weren't going to try to do the challenge. The The RPM challenge is really hard. Yeah. Uh, when you have to, I think it's, at the time, it was 10 songs or 30 minutes or something like that. That's a lot for a month for, for any kind of music. Like any, that's yeah. it's a big a big ask, I think. Yeah, and when you're trying to do it, you know, true, it means you're writing ten songs worth of lyrics and everything from scratch. Yeah, and it gets a bit exhausting. Uh, the first one I did by myself, I like didn't sleep for that month. I just spent the entire month in the basement recording and organizing drumming and organizing, you know, other guitarists and. Uh, yeah, it really eats away at you if if you you're not expecting it. I believe uh, it. Yeah, yeah. So this time we we tried to do it um, just for fun this time, I guess, um, with no real goal. So we started recording back in February, and uh, now it's almost a year later. Uh, we're finally getting it out. How how long had it been had it been since you had actually played together um, before the first one? Like, I mean, I know you said you every time Paper Moon would stop through, you you would you would get together. But how long had it actually yeah. been since you'd actively been in a band? A couple decades or so. It was yeah, it was twenty years. So I left in yeah twenty or two thousand one. I left Gander and uh, moved here, and yeah, we hadn't we hadn't actually done anything until that first one in twenty twenty. Well, and the reason I ask that is because that's a long time. That's a long time to be apart. Obviously, you stayed in touch and things like that. But I mean, people's tastes change, especially over a time period of that long. Did you find that you still had things in common musically as far as kind of what you wanted to do and where you were going with the project? Yeah, no, it was immediate. Um, we both, I guess, still kind of listened to the same bands. A lot of, uh, you know, uh, he's into he's into a lot more, um, you know, obscure bands than I am. Uh, but we both really love like Eric's Trip, okay. um, you know, S Sonic Youth, uh, uh, Pavement, all like that sort of stuff. It, that's, you know, I think we're at an age where we're not, you know, getting new favorite bands of all time every month. Yeah, they're solidified, right? The ones that you, you're you yeah. going to be yeah, they're stuck with you for life now. Yeah, the ones you had when you were a teenager or now you're just totally you know, you just love them. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it's, I think somebody said like, oh, so you just made a new Racing Turtles album. with, <laughs> And it is, it's it's mostly the same thing. It's just, I guess, a little more polished now. What? Now that we're 19. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you, you presumably both got better <laughs> at making music yeah, over a well, lot of time. One would we hope. did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I stayed about the same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, was it, I, you know, I had a question for you and I just lost it there, but... <laughs> I was going to ask you, um, obviously, you know, doing this during the pandemic, and this is a question that I, I'm really sick of asking, but it's the pandemic has been such an impact on especially creative people, right? 
yeah. most people I've talked to who have released music or recorded music during this time, it's completely changed sort of their uh, approach to to releasing music, to to getting it out there. But you're in a different position because this is not necessarily something that that is easy to say play shows or you know do a release party yeah. or things like that. So so none of that is even on the table. Um, at least at the moment, right? So what was what was right. that like sort of releasing music in this in this weird time when nobody knows what the hell is going on and then also having this kind of bonus of well, it doesn't have to be released the the, the normal way. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of freeing. Like it was it kind of finally made sense for us to record online together. Uh, you know, before it would have been more of a gimmick. Right. Um, right. Then the pandemic hit and it was the only way you could do it. And so we were just one of hundreds, thousands of bands that became, you know, pandemic bands. Yeah.
is is the process yeah. different though? I mean, as far as I, it's obviously different, but as far mm-hmm. as recording, making music together, having this this distance between you and having a computer sort of as a, as an intermediary, had you done anything like that before? Not really, no. Um, so in Paper Moon, it was very much like we would record every Thursday, or we would practice every Thursday, every Sunday. Okay. Um, and then we would go into a studio, like an actual studio, um, with producers and everything. Um, but then, you know, I guess the big difference is uh, we don't have band practices. So we don't get, uh, the songs aren't really super solidified as Matt and me songs. Okay. Um, they're kind of, uh, they're more, I guess, you know, how Sloan is, they have like Chris songs and yeah, yeah. Jay songs. And it's more like that. Um, like there's definitely, I think if you knew Matt's music uh, and you knew my music, you might be able to tell this is a Rob song. This is a Matt song. Um, and, but I think it also helped us, um, you know, kind of not care so much. Like Matt will send me a track and the guitar part is completely different than what I expected. And it's like, well, that's how it is. Like that's, he liked it. He recorded it. And if I don't, you know, completely hate it, uh, it's a great track. It's done. So you give each other a fair amount of uh, latitude to sort of do what you want on the tracks. It sounds like. Uh, He definitely gives me like, uh, Cause he is a pro like, this is what he went to school for. He knows theory. Uh, he knows all the, like how to make a good song Yeah, where I'm just making noise most of the time. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's good though. I think it's, it works out well for us. Uh, cause we can just kind of make songs that we want to make. Well, it's interesting what you just said too about having the the one half of the project be having the theory background and all of that sort of technical side of things, and then you're just making noise. I find that a lot yeah. of bands, it almost works out better when you have that the two extremes rather than everyone. Right. I mean, because if you have everyone just making noise, it can be too chaotic. And, and exactly, it, yeah. But then if you have everyone who's too technical and and too they know too much, it, it can almost suffer from that as well. I think it's it's a good combo right. having having the, yeah. the the chaos and the the sort of structure. Yeah. Yeah, like I'll send him a, I'll send him a demo track, and he'll come back and say like, "Oh, this needs an E seven sustained removed or whatever." And I'm like, "I don't know what that is. You're gonna have to send me a picture." And he'll send me a picture like, "Oh yeah, of his hand like this," and he's like, "Play this." And I'm like, "Okay." And uh, there's no, you know, I'm not like, "Ah, oh, I don't know. It should be a G nine sustained." <laughs> like I don't, I don't care. I just, <laughs> he's the expert, so I just kind of do what he says. Just, just followed the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it works out well for us. Um, yeah. We both have the same tastes. So we're both kind of trying to write the same songs. Uh, has that, has that changed now, now that you have this, this, this second album that's, uh, this coming out, has that, has the process changed at all? Have you, have you, are you sort of, is it easier? Does it flow better? Is this whole remote thing more comfortable, uh, for you to write together? Yeah, for sure. Um, the first one, uh, I had a really hard time with it, like just concentration wise. Um, you know, he would, he's at home not working Yeah. Uh, through the pen, the first part of the pandemic there. So he, he's like sending me things, he's mixing things so fast and sending them back. And then I'm like, I get an hour a night, you know, I don't, I don't get to do that. 
this time it was a lot more yeah like i was less panicked about it i could just uh go to the basement and i knew kind of what he was looking for in sound because like he's really also he cares about things like mics right and mic placement where i, I just had like garbage mics i got like yard sales um now i have nice mics um <laughs> but i know how he you know i kind of know how he wants them set up and uh, i know uh you know the file types he wants and uh, that sort of stuff so he's yeah yeah we got kind of a better system down now do you do you foresee this as being kind of an ongoing project like i mean after this one comes out are, are you going to be doing more is is it like is it comfortable to to just do these when when you have the time to when you want to sort of thing yeah yeah i think so um i don't i don't see us having a reason to really stop doing it um it could just be a thing that we do you know in between doing other stuff um i know we've even traded back and forth some voice memos okay so we already have parts of the songs written uh for the next whatever we do cool um we're also doing that uh have you heard yeah you've heard that uh transistor light and sound cover yes or yeah the one that, uh, that that nick friesen's putting out yeah nick friesen yeah so we're gonna do a song on there um and i don't think it'll take us you know nearly as long as if as if we had tried to do this in 2020 right just because you did the experience of, of having gone through it yeah and i kind of know that like he's gonna play this guitar part i'm gonna play this guitar part he'll do drums more than likely i'll do bass yeah. um we'll trade off vocals like that's just how we do now that's cool
It's interesting that um, like you, even though the pandemic it's it's not over, it's it's things have changed a bit. Like you know, shows are happening. Hopefully, it kind of continues to improve. I mean, who knows? Next week we could be back in a lockdown, but uh, right now it seems like like things are happening. You know, people are are getting out there. Music is ha- live. Music is happening. Again, you're in this position where you're in different parts of the country. Is this ever something mm-hmm. that you hope to do in a live setting, or is it strictly going to be a recording project? I think it would be cool. So we did play a show. I went down there last. Oh, cool. No, I think it was two, three years ago now. I went down, I went back to Newfoundland for my brother's wedding, and they heard I was coming. Okay. And they were like, we're playing a show. We're playing a Racing Turtle show, our first show in, you know, 18 years or whatever. And uh, it was good. It was really fun, and it just clicked. Um, I think Matt and I, even if we even just got the rest of the guys from Racing Turtles, we could just, you know, send them the album. Yeah. Here, learn these songs. Let's go play some Yelverton Undertow shows. Uh, we could. Um, I don't think... It's, it's not something we're planning to do, I don't think, ever. Um, but... It's totally a possibility. If I ever end up in Newfoundland for some reason, with nothing to do, right? You have you, you got an option there. <laughs> Blank shows. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that that's that's cool. And then the I guess the other question of that too is, I mean, the way that obviously you know you've been in bands long enough, the way that music is not only consumed but the way it's put out there and the way it's kind of uh, promoted and all of that, it's all totally different than it was even even ten fifteen years ago, and. Yeah. How do you, especially with a project like this where you're not playing shows, where it is this kind of nebulous thing where these these two guys from different parts of Canada, how do you get it heard in a in a world where everyone and their dog is releasing twenty albums an hour from their basement? You know, uh, yeah, it's 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 such a tricky thing in the first place. But I mean, with something like this, how how do you get it out there? How do you get people to hear what you're doing? I honestly have no idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> we are, I think, for us the that's kind of where you know we're not trying to make play shows we're not even trying to sell records like yeah. we've always put our stuff as pay what you want um it's really about recording with friends from high school and uh hopefully people listen to it um we're not good at, i don't think we're good at the marketing part yeah uh, so like even with the tapes i we made 50 of those or something we sold four and i ended up just giving the rest away leaving them on the street brought some to a record store and just like can you just take them i don't ever want to see any money from them just give them away to somebody if they seem interested in a cassette tape uh that sort of thing so yeah it's not uh i'm not sure i have no idea how to get people to listen to it now does, does that does that matter at this point with this band though? I mean, is that that it sounds like it's not the goal, right? The goal is just for you two to reconnect and, and create together. Yeah, it would be really nice <laughs> if more people heard it. Of course, I, like I don't need people to buy the album, but if like our Bandcamp or our Spotify plays went up, that's I think that's the like super main goal. But it's not a that's more of a dream, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people will hear it. The main goal is to just record it and do it. Um, for the last one, we decided we wanted to be on cassette tape. This one, the whole thing was recorded with the goal of putting it on vinyl. Like that was kind of the, let's just record something because neither of us have ever been on vinyl. Yeah. Let's, let's make something that, uh, you know, it's worth putting on on vinyl. 
Um, so that that was kind of the the purpose of recording this album. Is that still um, the goal? Are you still hoping to to release it on vinyl? Yeah, we so we made vinyl. Okay, they cool. they look here. I got they're beautiful. Oh wow, look at these. So it's kind of like yay, you know we we did it, we're done. But uh, <laughs> they cut them wrong. They're they're completely unlistenable. Um, <laughs> so so this right here is like a cost one hundred and twenty dollars each for one of these. Wow, um, and they're they're pointless. They're useless. Like it doesn't. But, you can't hear anything uh you can hear everything past the first 30 seconds <laughs> so anybody who bought this in a store would put it on yeah. and they're not going to wait 30 seconds for the crazy loud static to stop um so so what do you do with that then if you have a box of records like how do you well we got 12 of them okay uh, it's, it's a box <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah one of them's gonna go on my wall nice uh Matt's probably going to put one on his wall. I might send one to my mom. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we're I we're looking at getting them recut, but that's like another huge pile of money for a band that purposefully doesn't make money. Yeah, uh, to spend. Well, maybe a a question to jump off that is then where where can people hear you? Because if people are listening to this and sort of being introduced to the band for the first time, what's the best way that, that you would encourage people to check it out? Uh, Bandcamp uh, for sure. Um, both of uh, the albums are on there and you can just go to yelvertonundertow.com if you can spell that it's it's well, an impossible it'll be in the in the title of the episode too but yeah <laughs> what does the name mean well it's it's a, it's a i mean it's, as you say it's an unusual kind of uh kind of a name yeah so we we couldn't figure out a name um we have this thing uh so matt's band when he was in montreal was called open fields okay and then I got this idea for a band name uh, called Lakes and Fields. And I felt weird about it because we hadn't really talked much. Uh, this was, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, so I messaged him and said, hey, is it okay if I call my band Lakes and Fields? And he said, that's an awesome name. Uh, we should always name our bands together. So his, so now I'm the solo RPM challenge I did was Lakes and Fields. Um, and now his band, his current band is, uh, land of the lakes. Okay. And so the next band I create is going to have to have either lakes or fields in it. Um, and so the, the first album was called, uh, the lakes EP. And then this new one's the fields EP. Right. Um, but where did it come from? We were trying to think of names and we couldn't, uh, we couldn't come up with anything. And then, you know, one of our, our all time favorite bands is Eric's trip and they got their name from a Sonic youth song. Right. So we were like, let's, let's steal some names from bands that we love. So we like made this huge list of, uh, good sounding song band names, um, from other bands. Uh, and then, I was, as we were kind of spitting them out, I was doing mock-ups of album covers. Um, and so one of them was Yelverton Hill uh, by the Inbreds. Okay. Which is kind of one of my all-time favorites. And uh, the Super Friends have a song called Undertow. Um, and then we were going to call the album Yelverton. And, or sorry, the band Yelverton and the album was going to be 
Undertow. Okay. But then you stick them together on the album cover like that. We're like, what about Yelverton Undertow? Because nobody, definitely nobody took that. It's no, impossible. I assume not. No, I ho hopefully not. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's easily Googleable if you don't mind having to spell out Yelverton Undertow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, we're the only ones around. So that's really how it how it came about. Just trying trying to find a band name that wasn't taken. That's awesome. That's, that's yeah. like, I mean, I, as someone with an incredibly stupid name for my podcast, I, I can I can I can sympathize and relate. It's Googleable, yeah, but it need, doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. You need that URL. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's all about all about the uh, the, the SEO. <laughs> yeah.
So at this point, can people, you're saying people can get both records? Uh, are they both out now, or is one of them still, uh, as of the date we're recording this, to be released in future? Yeah, so this one, uh, Field EP, that's coming out January 31st. Okay. Um, so that'll be on all the Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you're using. Um, and then, but everything's on Bandcamp as well. Um, as well as the last one is also on Spotify. Um, or, you know, whatever streaming you're using. Cool. And, and yeah. as far as, I mean, obviously the records aren't happening at the moment because it yeah. didn't work out. Uh, and do you have any of those tapes left? Are you still selling tapes of the previous album or are they all, they're all been given away or? Uh, I think Matt has most of his. I know he drops some off at a record store uh, and they're still there. If you're okay. in St. John's, go to Fred's Music. Right on. Uh, there's uh, four there. I think he dropped off all four of them and they're still there. I've got a stack of five over there. Most of the others I left on a street or whatever. Um, and yeah, if if anybody wants them, yeah, just, I I know you bought one and I sent you two. You did. And I, I actually passed one on to someone else who might be interested oh, in thank it. Thank you. So, yeah. That's what you do, right? I mean, that's kind of the, the whole idea behind making, especially something like this, where you're not playing shows, you're not going to have a merch table. You're, yeah. it's just, uh, yeah, get it out there, right? Yeah. And I think it would even be like. If we made shirts, that would be a little much for us. <laughs> We're, the fact that we even made tapes or vinyl is yeah. a little bit out there. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's where, yeah, you'll hear us online, I guess. Awesome. 